Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, May 31st. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. And I'm Maya Sargent. Let's see What's What in the City. LGBTQ plus history could soon be taught in New York City schools. Lawmakers in Albany are considering two bills. Each will teach the political and social impact LGBTQ plus people have made throughout history. One of the bills creates a task force that recommends the best material to teach middle and high schoolers. Supporters say New York must counter actions taken in other states like Florida, which passed a law that bans discussing sexual orientation in schools. New York's bills are gaining traction and lawmakers want to take them up before the legislative session ends June 8th. Mayor Adams is expected to publish new composting rules today. New Yorkers will now be required to separate more of their waste. That's right, Robin. Just like you would separate your recycling, like bottles and cans, residents will now need to separate their leaf and yard waste from all other trash. New Yorkers could face fines starting at $50 if they don't follow the rules. The guidelines go into effect June 30th. Progress has been made with the nation's debt ceiling. That's the amount of money the government is allowed to borrow to pay its bills. The $31.4 trillion amount has finally been approved by the House Rules Committee. It will now advance to the full House of Representatives. They'll vote on the passage of the lifted debt ceiling today. But lawmakers are against the clock. June 5th is the deadline before the Treasury Department runs out of funds to pay its debts. That's right, Robin. And if that happens, it would be the first time in U.S. history. Your local New York City food cart may have been compromised. Yeah, one wholesale poultry supplier is being sued by the United States for selling misbranded products and violating poultry inspection guidelines. The offenders are N&M Food Wholesale Supply. They reportedly sold over 900 pounds of misbranded poultry to various food establishments, including food carts. The owners of the supply company have accepted responsibility for their actions. They are now being required to complete training and will face harsh penalties if they violate health codes in the future. If you're a fan of superheroes and sci-fi, you can now purchase a VIP pre-sale ticket to New York Comic Con. But regular tickets won't go on sale until the end of June. The convention will take place in mid-October at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Chris Evans from Captain America and Ewan McGregor from Star Wars are headlining the event. You can visit NewYorkComicCon.com for more information. British band The Cure's former drummer is coming out with a new book. Lowell Tolhurst, Goth, a history explores the creation and influence of the goth genre, starting with its roots in literature and art. The musician also shares his personal connection to the music that helped shape goth culture. The book will be available in the U.S. on September 26th. And keeping with English rock bands, on this day in 1976, The Who were awarded the loudest performance of a rock band at 120 decibels by the Guinness Book of World Records. They earned this title when they played at a football ground in London. The New York Public Library for the Performing Arts is celebrating Willa Kim. She was a groundbreaking costume designer for Broadway, opera, ballet, film, and TV. She died in 2016, but her memory lives on in her innovative outfits that changed the way we dress, bodies in motion, on stage. WFUV's Megan Oftema has more. It isn't immediately obvious what Broadway shows Victor Victoria, Danson, and Will Rogers' Follies have in common.
But the minute you set eyes on the costumes, it becomes clear. You know, there's the shows that I think of as Willa Kim shows, like Victor Victoria and, and Dance and, and Will Rogers Follies. That's Doug Reeside. He's the curator of the Billy Rose Theater Division at the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts, the home of the wondrous Willa Kim exhibit. Willa was a beautiful artist, so she could draw very evocative sketches, which are by themselves absolutely beautiful. And that's Bobby Owen, the curator of the exhibit. Owen is also a recently retired professor emerita from the Department of Dramatic Art at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Her career really began in the 1960s, the early 1960s. But in 1981, she won a Tony Award for Sophisticated Ladies, and the 1980s and 90s really belonged to her. Willa Kim was born and raised in California, where she began her career as a painter. Eventually, she began assisting costume designers Barbara Karinska and Raoul Pena Dubois. She followed them to New York and, as Doug Reeside explains it, wound up playing a role in designing some of Broadway's most memorable productions. She was the assistant on the original production of The Music Man, and there's drafts in her collection that suggest that Mary and the Librarian's uh, costume was at least very heavily influenced by her initial sketches and research, too. Eventually, Willa Kim would alter the artistic landscape with her own creations. With a production of Wee Wiss, which was a dance production in 1971, was the first use of painted spandex on a dancer's body. It's Willa Kim who brought that use to the theater. She didn't just change how we use fabric in productions. Her practice was always to watch a dancer move before she would design the costumes for it. She changed how we think about fabric in motion. She was very gifted at not constraining movement, but rather enhancing movement. That marriage, if you will, of fabric to body, of color to fabric, is something that she was especially skilled at and known for. That relationship between performer and costume was something Kim could see long before the production hit the stage. So Willa would just be doing sketches. She would be trying to catch the movement of the dancers. And that's something visitors to the exhibit will have the chance to witness firsthand by looking at Kim's archives. I think there's a script page from Legs Diamond where she's reading the script page and she's doodling in the margins. So you can see the costume ideas start to come as she's reading that written word. And it isn't just her sketches and notes people will have access to. So you get to see her original design in many cases, a photograph of it on an individual, and then the costume. There's even a wall of textiles curated to honor Kim's unique use of fabric. You know, Willa never used a piece of fabric that came straight out of the fabric store. It always had to be dyed, or it had to be distressed, or it had to be beaded, or it had to be painted, or it had to be manipulated in some way or other. And they'll have her less conventional costumes on display as well, including an outfit she created for a Super Bowl commercial back in the 1980s. There's a salad costume. It is pasta salad. You will just find it rather amazing. California wine. Regina can dress up the taste of any salad. Pasta dressed in Regina red wine vinegar with garlic. 
Regina Wine Vinegars, what the best-dressed salads are wearing. The exhibit paints a portrait of a woman who created a canon of work that changed the world of costume design. And it amplifies her dedication to her craft, which she continued well into her last decade alive. In her 90s, right, she would often wonder why people weren't calling her up to ask her to do more work because she was so anxious and ready to do that. Visitors will have the opportunity to browse the Willa Kim archives until August of this year. It's a rare opportunity to shine a spotlight on someone who wasn't necessarily center stage, but who theater simply wouldn't be the same without. So the exhibition in some ways is also a tribute to all of those makers who work in New York City. With WFUV News, I'm Megan Oftermat. That was WFUV's Megan Oftermat talking about the wondrous Willa Kim exhibit at the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts. It runs through August 19th. For more information, visit nypl.org. And that's our show for today. I'm Robin Shannon. And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.